don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot the shot. I'm coming in hot. Hello, it's your girl, Stephanie. Hey, 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 it is Ty, his child all the while. You are now listening in to Inside Beauty Inspires, where we motivate, encourage, and inspire through the biblical principles. Listen, I hope you guys have a minute enjoying our shows. I have been getting a lot of feedback on the shows, especially about Lazarus and Jesus calling him out of the tomb. So um, today we're going to be talking about John. We're going we're still in John, and I'm just so excited about learning the things that we're learning about. You know, Jesus's characteristics and the way that he was and the way that he walked. It shows exactly who he was in his heart, and so <clears throat> excuse me, in his heart, and so. Um, I'm just excited about the word this morning, Ty. What's going on with you? Um, loving the fact that we're in John today, wanting to get a little bit into being, well, life on the vine. Life on the vine. Um, because getting into John 14, you know, we talk about Jesus and him being the gateway. And um, talking about him being the way, the truth, and the life. And then from there, it goes into chapter 15, when we talk about um, being branches on the vine and pruning and all of these different things that happen when we need to promote growth. Amen. Amen. I couldn't agree more with you. You know, the more that I read, the more I'm gathering. That's one thing that I want you ladies and gentlemen to understand too, because you know, we're all on this journey together. And you know, when we get into the word of God, it does something to the inside of us. But what are you connected to? Who are you connected to? What are you watching? And you know, when we get into John 15, it's talking all about that vine and Guess what? God is the vine. We are the branches. Here it's high. Yeah, um, and, and that's the thing. Um, so we know that branches on a tree get their life from the root. Um, so, you know, all the roots are down in the ground and it's soaking up the nutrients from the soil, um, from the irrigation, the um, elements from the sun. And so that is what promotes growth. Well, in the Christian walk, being connected to the root of your brother Jesus and being rooted in the word of our father God, that is what promotes our spiritual growth. Yeah, Ty, I totally agree with you when it comes down to, you know, spiritual growth. And, and you know, the more that I read into it, you know, I have a commentary that I try to, you know, align the word with. And in this commentary, it's talking about exactly what you're talking about when you're saying the agriculture, you know, all of the elements that make these things grow, you know, that makes us grow. And then we think about us and think about the word of God and think about what it does to us when we are constantly reading the word and constantly, um, you know, listening to a gospel or listening to um, inspirational or, or different preachers. That's what we're doing when we're feeding ourselves. We're growing internally from a word that was poured into us or that was sold into us by one of our parents, our grandparents. It's fertilization. Um, one of the things that I love most about listening to spiritual music, um, listening to worship music or old school gospel is because if you don't know the word, you'll learn it there. <laughs> yeah. Many lyrics um, around some of the songs that touch us the deepest are rooted in the verbiage from the Bible. And that is what causes us to connect to it because we have that Holy Spirit 
on the inside. And, and that's what Jesus talks about, you know, so we're here in John and, you know, Jesus was doing too much. Yeah, um, and, you know, they were really, really wanting to crucify him because they were afraid that he was going to be able to convert people to the point that you know, trouble, you know, doing too much. But at the end of the day, it was already written. Jesus already understood what his purpose was and he was going to take it head on. And there were provisions that were already made, provisions that were made for him to walk out his purpose and provisions that were made for us who remain after his departure. So let's get into it. In John chapter 14, this is the most important thing. If you don't learn anything else, know that Jesus is the way to the father. It says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. And you know the way to where I am going. And Thomas said, we have no idea where you are going. So how can we know the way? And I think many of us feel like that today. You know, we're not really sure where we're going when we're not grounded in the word. And so you're trying to figure out the way. Well, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one can come to the father except through me. If you had really known me, you would know who my father is. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. And basically, you know, he's telling him, you've seen him. Because you've seen my works. Yeah, but, you know, people, that's so hard for people to wrap their minds around because they look at it from a world perspective. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know, it, it confused a lot of people when Jesus came on the scene. You know, that's why I've been enjoying it, because it's like he was the factor. He was that he was that um, that woe factor to make to make you look at yourself, you know, mm -hmm. to make you look at. Hey, do I really believe, you know, when they recognized him, they did. They, I, and I feel like this time, I feel like they recognized him, but he, he was too truth. He was too real, you know, and it, and it messed with the way that they lived, the way that they walked, the way that they talked. And so, you know, from Shaking day, things up. Yeah, and, you know, and, it up. <laughs> and people prefer to be comfortable. Yes, um, yes. Nobody likes to move outside of their comfort zone. Right. But that's exactly what growing pains are. Discomfort caused from your evolution because evolution is absolutely necessary to get to what God has promised for you. There are levels. There are levels. There are levels. And so we talked about, you know, how when you're a neophyte Christian, when you're an infant and, and you're going to have things that are fed to you. But then when you start to grow and you become a child and then you become an adolescent and then you become a teenager. And so at all of these intervals, more is expected of you. Because just like, I mean, and, and I'm a manager, so I, I talk like this to my employees all the time. So your trajectory, your career growth, it's a 50-50 relationship. 50% of it is going to be what I provision for you, what I see based on the strengths and weaknesses that I've assessed of you. But then that other 50% is going to be about you and what is it that you desire to do? What is it that you feel is your passion or your path? I love it. I love it. I think that breaks it down to a way to, you know, get their minds thinking of, what, you know, what part do you play in this? And here's the bottom line, too, because we have will. 
you know, I ask my kids sometimes when they're having difficulties, I say, you know, is this a will versus skill? You know, sometimes you're, you're not willing to learn and you're not willing to go that extra mile because maybe you don't know how to, but then you have the skill set. Do you know how to do it? When you get into the Word of God, it aligns you with the right things at the right time. Even when you're offbeat, you know, and He's going to take you right where you are, but there are steps, you know, in order for us to go to the next level, there are provisions. And so I agree with you totally. You know, when it comes down to spiritual growth and milk, like the the spiritual milk, mm-hmm. we can't all digest it. You know what I'm saying? We got to have, we need milk before we get the solid foods because, right. you know, we can't digest the solid. So whenever we're giving the word, we, I like to think that we give the word in a way that you're able to understand it, bring it, bring it back home to, you know, where, where it starts and what it really matters. He is the way. And then another thing too, Todd, there's so many different ways and paths that's out there for this world, but it all leads back to the, to the box. In my opinion, it leads back to the Bible because a lot of the Girl, things yes. that they're saying is coming straight all from of the these Word. Self-help gurus, all of this yoga, meditation. I love it. All of these things are biblical principles. They're just trying to separate Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. They from don't them. want to talk about yes, Jesus. Yes, they're separating God and Jesus from the principles that are theirs. Yeah. And, and you know, I'm telling you, it, it does bother me. It, it's like one of my pet peeves because I, I'm so devoted to the word. So when I listen, I listen purposely just to hear some of the motivational speakers and some of the people that, you know, do these life help, you know, groups and mental health groups. They don't never mention God. And it just really bogs my mind because it's like, you know, that's where you're going to get your help from. You know, when you get into the word, that's going to be the deliverance. But a lot of people try to skip over it. They try to skip over the true way, the true, the true light. And they try to, you know, I guess I masquerade it, you know. What the devil, um, he appears as an angel in light. And I don't want to call self-helps like devils or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. What they I'm saying, definitely be misleading sometimes, though, and purposely. Right, right, right. And so, you know, I'm just trying to just say, basically, when you put in the, putting your work, your when you're putting the work into the word and getting into the word and getting to know him, you'll start to see how real it is. Those hymns did come from biblical verses. I mean, they're songs that we've been singing this whole time that we are just now reading in the word of God. It came from somewhere. So we have the root. In him, it's just that, which way do we go, George? Which way do we go? You know, that's the question for everyone. But if you come back down to it and you you really get into the Word of God, you're going to see that it all, all of it leads back to the Bible. Jesus said, if you love me, obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave yes, you. Yes, yes, yes. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. Mm. That is so powerful because, you know, with that, he said he left us peace. He left us peace knowing that we have access to everything that we need in the Holy Spirit. So, you know, we like to talk about um, the kingdom being a courtroom, Mm -hmm. you know, all the time. And, and, you know, you have... um, the devil in there, you know, um, he's he, the enemy is going to be your prosecutor. Oh, yeah, he's real. But what about your defense attorney? What about your advocate? Well, let's talk about what's his record. What's his record, mm. people? I mean, come on, he has a track record and his track record. He always wins. He always wins, no matter what it looks like. I mean, you could be up against the you could be up against some of the hardest trials and tribulations that you've ever faced in your life, problems, conflicts, whatever. 
and God will see you through. That's why he says, call out to me, believe me. And and Jesus was right. You know, he was God in the flesh. He was human and he it was divine and he was human. And it's so hard for people to wrap their minds around people that are divine and human. But that's still here today. They can't walk on water. And I'm pretty sure if they if they ask God to allow them to walk on water, he probably could, you know. But the point that I'm making is that we carry the Holy Spirit is on the inside of us. He walked with Jesus. Jesus left it here. And then when we get into the word, you know, when I'm getting into John, I'm seeing all of the red. And that's what's getting me even yes. more excited because it's we're hearing so from him. so much directly from him. From him. It's like we're. It's like he's walking with us today. Hey, I'm walking with you today. I'm going to be gone tomorrow. But I need you guys to keep these promises. I need you guys to understand, you know, the assignment. And so when you go back to the word of God and you read it, you realize that he wasn't a respecter of men. He looked at their heart postures. He just wanted them to believe. He wanted them to have faith. Faith without works is dead. You got to show up. Show up, open, believe, blessings and curses, life and death. You get to pick, you get to choose. It is definitely a choice. And he says that all who love me will do what I say. My father will love them and we will come and make our mm. home with each of them. Yes. Anyone who doesn't love me will not obey me. And remember, my words are not my own. What I'm telling you is from the father who sent me. Come on, man. I am telling you these things now while I am still with you. And he says, the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything that I have told you. Yes. So, you know, that little gut feeling. Yes. We like to call it that gut feeling. But those of us, if you know, you know, you know, it is the Holy Spirit. And it's, it's not, you know, an acid burn or, you know, anything like that is something that is trying to get you to pay attention. I call it like an antenna. Yes. It's trying to get you to tune in and get a clear picture of exactly what's happening. Not the worldview. Not, let's not look through the eyes, but let's see it through the vision of the Holy Spirit. And that's what's going to give you the truth of the situation. Amen. Amen. And you know, um, when you said that, I, I, I like to always tell people too that, you know, your body is going to respond to the Holy Spirit. Your body is going to respond to the word. So you're absolutely correct. But um, I, there was something that I was reading the other day, Todd, that made me think about uh, Peter when we were in John, you know, Satan, I mean, Jesus, you know, rebuked Peter and t- called him Satan, you know, because he was like, hey, he didn't want him to go to the cross. He didn't he, want him He to. was trying to divert him from what he knew that his purpose was. Right. Like, get back, Satan. Get back. But see, the thing about it was Peter, was Peter really for Jesus? He was for Jesus, right? He, he was. He I mean, felt he, in his heart of hearts that yes. he was for Jesus. But this is the constant paradox of the believer. Are we going with the mind of the flesh or are we going with Absolutely. the mind of the spirit? Absolutely. That's, that's where we were in that situation there with Peter. And I love Jesus. I mean, I'm going to tell you, Jesus was hard. Jesus, Jesus hey, was, listen, that's I feel why a little I bit better with, about him. I rock, <laughs> I mean, I rock with Jesus. Jesus. Like, I rock Jesus with him all day. Jesus is let you know what it is. Every day, how all day. It is. I just love like, him. You're going to betray me. You're going to deny me three times. He told him. He told, told him. him straight And see, and I like, up. and you know, when I thought about that too, I thought about our hearts. You know, the Bible says, you know, guard your hearts, you know, because out of it comes to issues, issues of life. Issues of life. And you got to think about Peter. Peter was one of the threes that, you know, one of, out, of, out of 12, he was one of the um, top three that he trusted and he believed in. So 
Understand, Peter was coming from a place of concern. He was coming from a place of light. No, he didn't want him to leave. He wanted to swipe that ear, you know, chop that ear off. That's why, you know, listen, he was like, who? Yeah, and he was on it. He was on it. But your heart can deceive you. Your heart can deceive you. That's why you can't go with your your heart. Your emotions can can. deceive you. Yes, they can. And listen, that's what happened. That's why he called him Satan. I'm like, wait, Peter, his emotions... His emotions got the best of him because this was his homie. This was his friend. Yes. This is the man that stopped him from what he was doing. Was like, hey, come follow me. So, you know, he's like, no, don't. We, 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 and, and even when he denied him, he was like, I would never deny you. Jesus looked at him straight up and was like, hey, Chris, Chris going to crow three times. You're going to deny him. Mm. And I mean, I can I don't even understand how Peter was thinking at that time. Like, was he like, no, I'm really not because he was so devoted. But don't be deceived. Don't let your heart and your emotions deceive you. You know, understand that if you're in the word and when you're in the word, you're going to hear a voice. You're going to hear that, that you're going to get that nudge. You're going to get it. And it's going to say, go right or left. Which way are you going to go? You got to go with what you know. You got to go with what the word of God says. Does it identify? Does it look like the word? Does it identify with the word? Absolutely. And the thing is, we have to confer. We have to confer with our father. That's the whole point of this relationship thing. Definitely. So, you know, those of us who we are in closest relationship with, that's who we share, you know, our deepest, darkest thoughts with um, our desires, our hopes, our dreams, our fears. And that's what our father wants you to do when it comes to him. Trust him and that relationship. Trust him to be the plug. Trust him to be the root. Because if we are not in line with Jesus, we are in great peril. It talks about the vine. I love, love, and and also... um, have really had some fear um, in past years of growth when thinking about the vine. So it talks about um, Jesus being the true vine. I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so that they will produce even more. Mm. So what does that mean? He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. Well, you know what that meant for me is, you know, like, I don't I don't want to call them dead weight Christians, but, you know, like those of us who claim to believe but refuse to walk in his way. So what I claim is my beliefs in the way that I live my life aren't going together. They aren't correlating. What happens when you are a lukewarm Christian? That's what we call lukewarm. Yeah. So. You say that you're for him. Your mouth is saying that you're for him every day, you know, but are your actions saying that? Well, you know, let me let me let me see this to say this, too, because I agree with you totally. You know, I feel like if you're not producing and you call yourself a believer, what's the true what's the true job? Draw all men into God. Yes. Right. Let's be a fisherman of men. Draw all men into God. But when when you are like that lukewarm Christian, you say you believe, you have people that are true believers and they look at that behavior and it doesn't make, it doesn't align. So they don't want anything to do with it, Ty. You know, they're watching other people. And so when your walk doesn't reflect what the word of God says, 
it's hard for you to draw people unto you. It's hard for you to draw people to God. You know, they're they're looking at you. I tell the ladies on the prayer call, shout out to the ladies, you know, but I'm like, you know, we get in this word each and every single morning. Some people never open up the word of God and you are that word of God. But how are you living? How are you walking? Are you being kind? Are you doing the principles? What love is, love is patient, love is kind. It doesn't envy, doesn't boast, it doesn't keep no records of wrong. Are, are, are we following that? Mm-hmm. Are we following the world's way? And in most cases, it's the world's way. It's the cultural way. And so it's like, yeah, I won't have anything to do with it. We can go over here and talk to the most high. We can talk to the universe and the universe is going to do this and the universe is going to do that. But there's the disconnect. And I feel like those are the ones that have, you know, those are the branches that were once attached, but have fallen off because they're going their own way. Right. Well, what I loved. um, So we had a conversation the other day and we were really, really talking about um, loving one another as you love yourself, right? So that's the way that we can draw um, believers among us is the way that we walk, right? So we were talking about what your walk looks like, you know, the way you carry yourself, the company you keep, the people that you talk to, the things that you're listening to, the things that you participate in. But what does it look like when you have a believer that doesn't love themselves? Mm, Girl, and it's real. That, that is, is re- hey. so real. I have sat so many times yeah, in the good real. old church house with that steeple. Wondering how you had these little nasty Nancys that would be up there. You the associate minister. You walking by. You ain't speaking to Can't nobody. Speak. Just nasty. Dressed to the nines and tens now. Hey, but hopefully. attitude is absolutely disgusting. Yes, I see it so much, Ty. It's really, it's really disgusting to me because it's not the heart of Christ. And, and you can tell that and they don't love themselves. you themself. can discourage. See, here's the thing about that, though. You can discourage. You can turn people away because all they see is you're the ambassador of right, the kingdom. There you go. And if you're the ambassador of the kingdom and this is the way that you're treating people, then to them, that's how Every believer behaves. And then there you go. You've lost one. That's exactly how it happens. And, you know, woe to him, too. Woe to him who causes one of these little ones to uh, fall. God is not playing about that, you know. He really wants us to walk this walk out because he wants people to see him in the living, the, see you know, see him walking in the earth. He wants people to um, he wants people to look at our lives and know that he is who he says he is. So when I come into the commentary and it talks about every branch, it says every branch refers to Christian because Christians because they are in Jesus. The vine, the son, feeds the branches, and the gardener, the father, feeds the branches. God's goal for every Christian is to increase in fruit bearing. We are to pro- progress from producing no fruit to some fruit to more fruit to much fruit to remaining fruit to fruitful. Fruitfulness, fruitfulness is, and I look at that. At when I look at the prayer call, I think about that. I think about the fruit. I think about how you know we're we're all in this. Like you said the other day when you were on the phone, you said you know the garden. It's like a garden, you know, secret place. It's sacred you know, place. Jesus yes. talked to God in His secret garden. The prayer call is our secret place. You know, we come there to be spiritually fed. We come there because it is a safe space because you can share and you can share among believers and you know that it's all love. It's judgment-free zone. It is. And we have Bible studies and that's the most important part about it because we're learning more about God. But this is more about yourself. Now talk about, yeah, that part. So we're saying, okay, that we're on the vine and, and, you know, we want to bear fruit. What is your fruit? Your fruit is, is the evidence of your works. Well, how do we begin to bear fruit by starting the heart surgery, right? We always say that the heart 
matters. Yes. Why? Because everything is going to flow from that. And so if you have a heart that has a bitter spring, mm. you know, because you've been holding on to all of these things that have happened to you or things that you felt like were done against you and you're not letting them go, it's like you're festering, you're poisoning yourself from the inside mm. out. Like you've got to be able to do the work. And that's why we are so rooted in affirmation because yes. affirmation helps you solidify how God sees you. And once you get a clear picture of who you are in Christ, then you set that foundation. Then you start to get that strength because we know that his strength is made perfect in our weakness, but you have to know the word to know that. Girl, if you don't know the word, then you, you have to know the word to know that. You have to know the word to know that God is within her. She will not yes. fall. Oh. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. None. You are the lender and not the borrower. Yes. When you know these things, you become so empowered mm. that you begin to flourish and you begin to grow because these things, these affirmations, those are the nutrients yes. that are feeding us and allowing those um, branches to flourish and allowing them to grow mm. and then branch off into other little yes. bitty branches from the people that we're connecting with and that we're drawing near into him. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. You know, um, as, as you were saying that, I look down and this, this is what the commentary states. It says, fruit has three characteristics. First, it reflects the character of the tree. Apples come from apple trees. Oranges grow on orange trees. The fruit in your life should reflect Christ. His attitude and actions, his character, in conduct. Second, fruit is visible. The presence of fruit lets you identify a tree's kind, whether it's healthy or authentic follower of Christ, is a visible follower of Christ, not a secret agent saint. Third, fruit is always for the benefit of others. If you're always serving yourself instead of others, your fruit is going to rot on the tree. Mm. It's such a true statement. And I mm. think, and that's why I go back to the call. I go back to the ladies because I, I, I thank God for allowing me to speak into the ladies' lives, you know, on a day, daily basis. And um, I, I get to watch them grow and see what the Word of God is doing in their lives. Mm -hmm. And then you see not just it affecting their life, but affecting their children's life, their parents' life. You know, it's like a domino effect here. So you see their attitude. You see, you, you're, and an apple comes from an apple tree, or an orange is going to come from an orange tree. If you're malnutrition, it produces after its own kind. Right. If you're not malnutrition, you're not getting the nutrients that you need. Where's the nutrients coming from? The Word of God. That's how we're going to know whether we're, you know, aligning or walking that Word out. Your life will reflect it. Well, I think it's very um, important to um, to touch on pruning. Pruning. This is another cultural um, lesson. So I don't know. You know, those of um, us who had that um, standing two week appointment, the hair salon, and then they go in there and they get the trimming them ends. You're like, wait a minute, I'll be cut my hair. Like, first of all, I didn't that was more than you. an inch. <laughs> yeah, I didn't ask you to cut. But you have yeah, to cut, cut it. Why? Because it has to. Grow. So it can, it can grow. grow. It can grow. It's pruned so it can grow. And I need some of you to understand that while you've been diligent, while you've been in your word, while you've been believing our father for everything that he has promised for you, and you're starting to see your life evolve, and some of the people that were there aren't anymore, it isn't because he's taking anything away from you. What he is doing is freeing you so that you can grow more, so that you can flourish. Because sometimes we have things that are attached to us, you know, like um, you have weeds. Yeah. So, you know, you can have a beautiful garden um, and your roses are growing and then you have these weeds that are coming up around and through the rose and then it begins to choke it and it 
dies. Mm. Sometimes there are people in your life that are stifling your growth and they are causing you to begin to wither and die. And if we are true believers in Christ and we're staying true to the word and including him every day, he's going to show you. Yes, he, he is going to show you areas that he's going to have to prune and we can't be upset about it and we can't look at it like it's something that's bad. It's all for your good. Everything works so good at those who love the Lord. You know, he's going to prune us. He's going to train us up and, you know, we're going to have those tests. When those tests come, just try to pass the test by the word. And also, I want to leave you guys with this. Um, Imagine yourself being free, for real. Mm. Being free, for real. Like, free from everything. That's where you want to be. And I just want you guys to know that Jesus can do that. Jesus will set you free. And who the Son sets free is free indeed. It's 2023. It's time to be free indeed. Listen, you've already been pruned and purified by the messages that he has given you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. Let's produce much fruit 2023. 2023. Turning key. Free. Wake them up. Wake them up. Wake them up. See, I'm still sleeping, so I had to shake them up. Shake